your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. January is, of course, the month for detox, whether it's cutting down on spending, giving up alcohol, bringing down your screen time. There's bound to be something that you want to give up in 2024, at least for the first few weeks of it. And for some celebrities like Selena Gomez and Paul Meskel, they intend to give up their time spent on social media. And here's a clip of Selena Gomez explaining why she wants to be less involved in the online space. I was driving myself crazy. First off, there was a million things that I didn't want to see. Yeah. And I would see them over and over and over again. Then I'm comparing. Everyone's life looks amazing. What am I not, like, I'm missing the plot here. Like, right? Something's, how come it's so fun for everyone else? It's Selena Gomez uh, there. So joining me now to talk a bit more about the idea of social media detox is journalist for the Limerick Post and Live 95 shadow Jody McCormack and UL student Anna Powell. And you are both very welcome. Uh, now, uh, Jody, I think it's hard to imagine someone your age not using social media day to day. Do you think you could ever manage it or would you even want to try um, I suppose, yeah, like, it's a really interesting question, I suppose, like, yeah, like, in this day and age, it can be very, very hard, and, like, as you mentioned there, like, especially, like, in, like, this line of work, you probably know yourself, like, you know, like, like working in journalism, and obviously being a young, it kind of seems like you have no choice sometimes to kind of accept, like, be on social media, you know, be looking at things like that, it's definitely something that, you know, like, I try to, like, I suppose limit because I can find like when I'm working all day like let's say in journalism and you know being on social media all day it can be once I get home like in the evenings it can be a bit like I don't even want to look at like anything anymore it can become a little bit draining when it is something you're looking at every day um, but then again, like it is very, very hard to, I suppose, like switch off because it is like, especially for me, like I'm originally from Longford. So I'm living down in Limerick now. And I suppose like that's my way like to keep in contact, like with my friends, but like with my family. So it's kind of like a double edged sword, like in one sense, you know. Yeah. Um, and then one of the strings to your bow is that you're part of our promotions team here. You're a Live 95 shadow. And obviously social media is part of the bread and butter of that. So, I mean, is it even difficult to separate you know, your personal activity f- from work, social media? It can be. Like, sometimes I find, like, like I do, like, fashion journalism for the Limerick Post as well. And sometimes I find, like, I'll be, like, you know, like, in the evenings, I'll be scrolling through, you know, like, Instagram, TikTok or whatever. And it's not, like, personal time. Like, everything I see, I'm like, oh, that's an idea. Oh, that's an article. It's very hard to, like, switch off. And, like, everything I see, it's really like I'm in constant work mode because it is, like, everything I see, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, like, that's that's an interesting idea for an article. And so it, it can be hard to kind of separate it, especially in this line of work. It's like my brain is nearly always switched on, let's say, in work mode. Yeah, I went to one of these talks um, at uh, a school before Christmas and one of the things that they were recommending was that you turn on the, the screen time function on your phone. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I got a terrible shock 
when that yeah. was up for a week or so. And I just went, what? There's no way I spend that much time looking at my phone. But the facts are the facts. But it is like, it's like, I find like sometimes I'll be like just mindlessly scrolling. Like I'm just sitting there and I'm scrolling. I'm like, I just turn it off because I'm like, what? Like, what am I doing on this? There's an app like I saw that like, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, that someone like developed during COVID. And essentially you can set it so that when you open, let's say Instagram, it like, it will say, let's take a minute, let's take a deep breath. Do you really want to go on Instagram right now? And it just kind of like, I suppose it like stops that mindless scrolling. Because sometimes you do want to go on and have a look at like, you know, like what your friends are doing and things like that. But sometimes it is just a case of, I'm sitting here and I've nothing to do and I could be doing so much better things with my time but I'm just like mindlessly scrolling a post I've probably already seen from the last time I was mindlessly scrolling yeah yeah uh, we're trying to Jodie McCormick as I mentioned uh, student at UL Journalism Anna Paul is with us as well um, so Anna you know I, have you thought about this could you ever consider a detox I don't think I could do a detox um, so I work part time as well with Live 95 as a shadow I also do social media work for a bioinformatics company in UL and I work as a freelance journalist. So all of my work was up on social media. I'm on social media daily. So I don't know how I would do a detox because I have to use it so much and so often. But I do think social media is a tool. And if you're using it correctly, maybe you wouldn't need to do a detox. So for me personally, I have a like a professional Instagram account where I post all of my articles and my work, but I also have a personal Instagram account. And it's up to me to regulate myself to use both accounts and to use them appropri- appropriately. And again, some of this is generational, I think. Um, you know, the, the concept, for example, of uh, younger people uh, using Snapchat and having conversations with what are, in essence, voice notes, you know they send back and forth to each other. They have a phone in their hand, but they don't do the conversation that uh, older people might be more familiar with. A lot of young people, I think, are afraid to pick up the phone and give someone a phone call. You know, they're much more comfortable texting or sending a voice note or even sending like a video snap. It's just, I think it's because it disappears and they also have control over it. Whereas a phone call, I suppose you can be put on the spot maybe. But saying that as well, I mean, I'm 21 and I'm live on air, so maybe we're not doing too bad. Exactly. And the other thing is, if I was to say to you now, right, 24 hours, no contact with any form of social media, uh, leave your phone here and we'll see you tomorrow at 20 to 10. How would you feel? How would you think you'd react during that 24 hours? I think personally, I'd be very lost. Um, As I said, I'm a journalist, so I use my phone even for you know, work mode. And it's also a hobby for me. You know, I really enjoy using my phone to like create content or to keep in touch with people. And as I said, to publish my work. So it's a big part of my life. So I would be lost without using my social media because even for the news, I use it to keep up with, you know, like RTE, Live 95, everything. So I I would get a bit of a shock to the system, I think. Mm-hmm. But I also do think I'd have good social skills. So I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be um, addicted. I should be okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Jody, are you conscious of being represented by social media algorithms with things that you might have once looked at and then you find, oh, my timeline is, is full of this stuff? Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, I suppose, like, that, like, a little bit of, like, what 
like Anna said there, I suppose like there is a responsibility like with social media as well. And like, especially over COVID, there was a lot of it. And it was something I did myself where like just going through like the people I follow and just unfollowing things that I just didn't want to see or like people's posts that I didn't want to see. Because like if it's there and you're looking at it all day, you're like, you know, you're absorbing this like, like constant stream of information from potentially like celebrities or influencers who might not be putting across a good message or like you know like people from your life a few years ago that you're not in contact with anymore and things like that it can be I suppose overwhelming to be constantly seeing things like that like like what Anna said it it is I suppose like a responsibility in one sense like if you are using social media and you are finding okay I like because realistically a lot of people they're not able to do like a social media detox just in this day, day and age like a lot of jobs and that like do do use social media as myself and Anna and yourself like well no um so I suppose there is definitely a responsibility and it's something I do try to to do myself to just like unfollow content that's that's not good for me or like people that I might find myself like comparing myself to or just messages that are coming across that I don't particularly agree with or like because it like it can I suppose like become overwhelming especially like TikTok is a lot harder than like Instagram or Twitter where you can like unfollow people because like the TikTok algorithm like if you like one video on one thing it gives you 20 more videos on the same thing so I suppose you do have to be like a little bit mindful and careful of your own usage and that kind of like algorithm you're generating because it it is going to flood your feed I suppose with with like similar content and similar messages and it's it's definitely something I try to Monitor. Okay, Jody made a really interesting point about being in contact with people via social media or still seeing aspects of their lives long after in the real world you've lost contact with them and whether that's a healthy thing or not. Well, look, I think if you take social media too seriously, you're in trouble. So there's all of these, there's an array of different tools that you can use and it's your job to use them. I have I've unfollowed people from my past and it's not because I don't like them. It's not anything personal. It's just we're not in contact anymore. Similarly, but do some people consider it an insult? I think that's their issue. You know, if you'll stop and say hello to them on the street, then you obviously don't have a problem with them. And I, I don't think I would take it too personally if someone unfollowed me as well. You know, sometimes people just do it to clear up their, their feed. Um, it could just be a bit overwhelming. Maybe they're on their social media too much and they're trying to detox and that's just their way of detoxing. There's also the mute button, button on social media. So maybe if you're, you know, you, you don't necessarily agree with what people are posting, you could mute them and they won't know that. Yeah, But you know, Jody, I think sometimes uh, people who maybe move away from Limerick or move to another country away from Ireland, you, you traditionally, and we have this ourselves to the Live 95 app, they will stay connected to Limerick by listening to the station or whatever the case might be. And maybe they feel the need to remain connected to old school friends or whatever more than people who are still living in a locality. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, like I like when I was in like journalism, UL, like I actually lived abroad, like in Barcelona for like about seven months. And it definitely is like it is very very hard to kind of switch off and you do find like I'd find like when I was over there like on a on a Friday or Saturday night when all my friends were like going out at home like I would be glued to like Snapchat stories glued to Instagram like seeing what everyone's doing where everyone's going and in one sense it is nice obviously to like keep up and 
you know, like kind of feel like you're you're not missing out on everything at home. But in the other sense, it goes back to again that double edged sword of it can be it can be a little bit sad because you're sitting away and all your friends are out at home and you're away yeah. and you can't and, you can't and, get home. You're kind of like oh, yeah. and, you know, and, and living even, living yeah. their their best lives as well, of course, because that's the way that it's always presented. And another thing I'm wondering is a generational thing. I mean, I'm not on many WhatsApp groups, aside of a couple of work ones, and and but but I do find that the couple that I am on. Oh, and again, maybe it's because I've come to it later than most. What I find happening is people will put things on a WhatsApp group and then you will meet them. And for whatever reason, it never seems to cross the barrier between the one-to-one discussion and what was on the WhatsApp group. Is it different for younger people? You know, Do you find yourselves picking up a conversation that would have been on social or would have been on WhatsApp when you meet the person for a drink? I think it depends on how active someone is on their social media. Um, I have a friend who would be travelling abroad and she uh, went to Australia and she'd be quite, uh, she's a fitness page, so she'd be posting a lot about her life over there. So I suppose that's my way of keeping in contact with her. But for someone I meet regularly, I could I could miss what they've posted. You know, it's not that, um, I guess it's not that prominent in my life that I'm constantly keeping up to date with friends through their social media accounts. It's nice to see a night out or, you know, see them in a nice dress, but it's not the be all and end all. I suppose, Jodie, what I'm really getting at is, is it considered by people who grow up with it part of their real lives or is it seen as a bit separate to their real lives, Jodie? Yeah, it's it is an interesting question. Like I suppose definitely and I suppose like for myself and Anna, it is like a huge, huge part like of I suppose our real lives because like Anna, like I would, you know, like reach out to a lot of like people who I'd be interviewing like over social media because of like you know, like ping things they've posted on their page and I'll reach out to them like about that, like through let's say Instagram. Um, I suppose like for me, I suppose it is definitely like a part of, I would say, my real life. Um, And again, there is always, you know, like you're posting photos from nights out and you're posting this and it is, um, you know, it is you're always going to be kind of showing your best front on social media. And something I've seen a lot of people doing um, recently is you know like sharing things like they'll do like a photo jump and there might be a photo of them like crying at the end of it. And they're like, this is like what it's what like life is actually like it's a, not a like a photo dump yeah so it's kind of like like what people do especially around this time of year is like they'll post like 10 photos on instagram and it might be like you know like 10 photos like from over the past year or like 10 photos from over the past like few months rather than let's say just one specific right. night out that they're posting a photo from so they're kind of like showcasing I suppose like the last year or the last And then the last photograph is of them crying their eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I've seen a lot of that. And I think like, to be honest, like, like I found like since the pandemic, like I think I've seen a lot more people like be a lot more open, I suppose, about like different struggles they are having and like that type of thing. Like, especially Mm. on TikTok, like I, I see a lot of people, you know, talking openly. And I suppose like in one sense, if you are using the platform for that, 
and you are following people like that, it is a good it is a good way to get a glimpse, I suppose, into like right. what goes on behind right. the scenes right. of right. those I, like one two nice I, yeah. photos. I, I got you. I got you. All right, very interesting. Listen, thank you so much, both of you, for giving us your insights uh, on it this morning. And it sounds like neither of you would be jumping for a social media detox, but maybe there are people out there who'll tell us that that is exactly what they are doing. And thank you uh, to Live ninety five Shadow Jody McCormack, who is a journalist with the Limerick Post as well, and UL student, and also someone who works with us here at Live ninety five, Anna Powell. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with.